let me explain how your experience at macro is going to be. You're going to get your trolley outside. You're going to walk inside and then you're going to heal with the intercom. You're going to hear my voice. But anyway, that's not part of the story. <laughs> you, can, you can add your voice. Actually, quick, 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 quickly, quickly. Macro Radio, bringing you convenience and more. Big on life. And you're going to hear that going on and then you're going to carry on. And then uh, you're going to... You, you're going to see something nice and you're going to try to take that and you're going to put it in your trolley and you're going to see another nice thing. You're going to put that, put that, put that. And dreams are like that too. You can see all these nice dreams and say, oh, I'd like to be that. I'd like that too. Actually, I'd like that for my life. I'd like that car. I'd like that house. I'd like that man. And you can put all these things and like that wife. Oh, this would be great. I want these kids and I want, I want a life like this. You can put it all in the trolley. But when you get to the exit, they will say, do you have what it takes? because it's going to cost you something. I mean, this is a shopping in the first place. It actually all started uh, quite a while ago, uh, but who is that guy is? I grew up in the Val, Fanadale Park, Sibuking. You know, I'm originally from Tsomo, Eastern Cape, in the villages, that side. That's where family is from. And uh, I, I always just had those big dreams, I guess, like everybody else. I wanted to be on radio and TV and so on, um, especially when I hear you know, the, those, those ads that play, I used to imitate those people, uh, but I, I, I never used to know how am I ever gonna get there. So there were no opportunities, there were no doors to knock on, uh, there were no, it felt really uh, frustrating when there's literally almost no place you can go to where you could say, oh, let me just call on this person or this person and things will probably work out. So that's more or less how the, the, the hustle started. It started quite slowly. And uh, I always wondered, you know, how do I get there? You know, one thing I, I'm sure many people could relate with this one is I always wanted to be that kid on YoTV. You know, when you watch YoTV and they say, YoTV is looking for a new presenter. We're going to Cape Town, Joburg and Durban. And you're like, huh, what about Van Park? You know, <laughs> they never <laughs> came to the small towns. <laughs> <laughs> so they never came to the small towns, man. So I always felt like, ah, one day is one day. And I would get so frustrated when I see those other kids flop, you know, when they having their auditions and then they show the bloopers. And I'm thinking, ah, yeah, what? If they came to Fanabil Park, I was going to destroy that thing. And uh, I mean, I never had an opportunity at the time. So you, you, you always think when you get the opportunity, you'll do better. You'll do better. And uh um, finally, my opportunities came. They came in weird ways. They came in in half chances and half opportunities. But luckily, I was the type to just grab a, grab a half opportunity and put it together with another half opportunity. And then things can start to happen, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. more or less how it started. And, 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 and the voice thing. I mean, I think a lot of people, when they talk about, you know, knowing that they had a good voice, they're referring to singing. Uh, being a voiceover artist, especially in this country, is not uh, a, a, 
you know, and looked at career choice. It's, it's, it's actually far from consideration. If you're talking about, um, you know, um, you know, roles and careers in the arts, it's, it's, it's either singing, it's either acting, or you're an artist, or you, you're a musician, and all that sort of thing. But where did you discover that being a voiceover artist is actually a career path worth pursuing? I actually also didn't think it was a career path worth pursuing. You know, when I was uh, in high school, I, I just wanted the, the first thing that is safe. You know, I was, we were struggling at, at home, you know, um, throughout my high school, we, we were going from one place to another. Uh, we were renting uh, in, in spaces. I mean, once upon a time, we lived in a garage. Next thing we live in the back room. Next thing we live in a half a flat. We are sharing a flat with somebody. And then we go and share the house. And so life was so tough that I just needed the safest thing uh, that I could get that could just say, okay, this is a job, shop. So I, I was looking at the kids that were from good homes and, and the kids that were, well, everyone's from a good home, but the kids who were from well-off homes. And I thought, what are they aiming for? Maybe let me aim what they, for what they're aiming for and then I'll live the way they get to live. So these kids were all trying to be doctors, engineers, scientists and stuff. So I thought, okay, let me do what they want to do, you know? So uh, what are you picking? Any May? Uh, any May wants to be a chemical engineer from the University of Pretoria. Then I said, I want to do that too then. Let's, because if I live like any study, what any study, I'm going to have this life. And right now his life looks better than my life. So I just kind of, mm -hmm. in the beginning, I was doing what friends were doing. Of course, the good friends. So then I end up at the University of Pretoria. I, I, I get a bursary from Sasso. You know, I'm grateful for all these things. I prayed for them. I worked really hard for them. But it, they were not my passion. It was just what I had to do for where I was. And I feel like many of us are in those type of careers and jobs right now. We took the, 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 you know, the first ticket out of poverty, the lowest hanging fruit, you know, that thing that looked like it was, it, it's working right now and it's secure. So I took that and I ended up at the University of Pretoria. I'm studying chemical engineering. I'm grateful to be here. It's part of the blessings, but it's not part of the passion. It's not really the thing that wakes me up and excites me and so on. And while I'm there, I start, um, you know, stumbling into people with, with, as I said, half opportunities. This guy's got a camera, Mara, that, that's all. But because he has a camera and I have uh, the ambition to be a presenter, maybe we could have a TV show. So we came up with our own little TV show. We call it the coolest big events. So we went to people's events that were big and we said, hey, we are from the coolest big events. It's a TV show. And people were like, oh, shucks, they have media. Let them in. And we were getting in at homecoming and all these places. We don't even have a real show. But because of, you know, these half opportunities, I'm learning, I'm getting better, I'm presenting, I'm so on. Sometimes auditions come. Um, I, I find out from a friend uh, about an audition I attend. And, you know, it's half an opportunity. It just gets you a little bit closer, a little bit closer. But um, if I kind of fast forward, because... Uh, I, I say the story quite a lot, but it, it ends up going uh, very far in one direction. Today, I just want to fast forward it in another direction. Is even when I was doing my first voiceover gigs, now I'm doing gigs for actual radio or TV. Still, I didn't think this is like secure, secure. I didn't think this is like supposed to be like it. I still thought, yeah, Mara, I still got chemical engineering. Yo, this is just like we're having fun, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a back. It's a it's a backup career. 
you know? It's a backup thing for the side, right? I mean, I, I mean, how much money can be made in this thing? Because at that time, I didn't even know how much money is there to be made in this. I didn't know. I, I didn't even know how much money I'm getting paid for what I was doing that time. I was just like, my my agent will send me money, but I don't even know how much money. I'm just grateful to be in front of the mic. I'm just grateful that you guys picked me. I know there were thousands of people that you guys could have picked. And wow, my name is on that list, man. Because once upon a time, I was, I used to be that kid from Fundamental Park, man. I mean, it don't happen for people like us, know what I mean? You know, so I felt like that once upon a time. You know, so I was so, just grateful. Yeah. So th there's also, you know, um, you know, part part of this show is 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 not just inspiring people and and showing them that it's possible. But I think we don't talk a lot about the discipline that comes with, you know, respecting our crafts and our professions. And some of us, you know, come from traditional backgrounds where we study proper, you know, let me refer not proper degrees, but you know those traditional degrees that where you're like you were chemical engineer you go and you work for a firm and you become a chemical engineer but in in the sort of like where you are you know just you know freelancing life and you're 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 doing things that ignite your passion how important is it to to back that up with not only with skill but with with discipline but with diligence i mean because hard work i mean passion can take you so far but i think the work you put behind that is as important and how has that played a role in the success that you've attained so far yeah man it's definitely played a huge role because i'm i'm telling you with even with talent alone it it doesn't crack it you need to be um you have to be diligent uh, what i mean by this is you know um there are times where i would record some sorry when i would record something and i feel like I think I could do it a little bit better. Then I would not say, ah, oh, that was such a lot of work, I'm done. No, I would go and I would try and do it again and make sure that it's perfect. Not only that, but there are times where, um, for instance, um, someone says, hey, could you record this for me? But if you think um, you're just the voice of artist, you can say, yeah, sure, I'll only record. But if you know that, no, I want to be more than just that. I'm going to record, I'm going to edit that, and I'm actually going to also match it with music if you want me to. I could just, you know, do a little bit more than what you're expecting of me. Or um, even when it comes to just showing up, sometimes showing up late is the biggest problem. Because remember, clients pay per hour when they're using a studio. So when you show up, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, or an hour late, guess what? They are paying for this time. So I, in the beginning, to be honest with you, I didn't, because when I first thought, I'm, when I was taking this for granted and I thought that my, my answers in my life and in, in my answers for my family are gonna come from chemical engineering, I used to rock up late for these things. Uh, sometimes I used to say, ah, Aish, I, I'm, 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 I, I was stuck here or I stuck there. And I used to not, um, be at, on the level which I am on right now in terms of um, just the, the diligence and the hard work and the dedication behind voiceovers and so on. And my agent had a talk with me and, you know, she was telling me that I need to just get my head in the game because everything that I hope for my family could be literally could come true because of this thing if I just work hard enough at it and I just focus. And from that time on, I, I'm the type of person that I don't really need many hard talks. Like you give me one hard talk, I will recycle that for years. You know, she'll probably, she's probably forgotten what she said seven years ago, but I still remember. So I'm just still out here 
recycling the same thing so important that you you know that you hold on to it because i feel like many people who are talented and part of the arts one thing they lack is just that discipline that dedication that that um, you know that ability to just follow up and follow through and to be di disciplined to know that okay if tomorrow i've got a voiceover i got to sleep early or if I can't sleep early, I'm not going to be out here partying. I'm not going to speak loud. I'm going to speak in an undertone and use my diaphragm for the rest of the night because I need to keep this voice for tomorrow. That type of stuff, you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, this, this just comes at um, a very interesting time that we're living in. Um, and I, I know that you're very big on mentorship. Um, I see your posts regularly, you know, inviting young people, you know, to, to see the talent within themselves it doesn't have to be related to, you know, their, their, their voice or, um, you know, something in the arts. But you yeah. are very big in giving back. And right now, I mean, we're dealing with a global pandemic. Um, you know, opportunities are going to be scarce for a very long time. And I think it's going to take a lot within us to look inside and find um, things that we can do. Um, not, not, not only to bring in money, but to sort of like, you know, reinvent life because life as we know before is no longer there. After this pandemic, we are entering into the unknown. And I think I just want to speak to you about, you know, the importance of creating a life where you reinvent yourself as a person. Um, you look for opportunities and just see yourself beyond the traditions and these status quos that are labeled and boxed for us. How is it important to exist outside of labels that we're given in society? For the longest time, while I was studying at the University of Pretoria, you know, I was doing music this side and I was a rapper and people were like, hey, it looks like this rap thing is going to work out because I was already, you know, sharing stages with people like Kulichana and Pro and all these people. And... Um, on this other side, I'm trying to do this voiceover thing. So sometimes I'm coming late for class. Um, sometimes people see me dancing at the student center, doing flash mobs and whatever. And I had uh, uh, many of my friends, well-meaning, saying to me, oh, eventually you're going to have to choose. You're going to have to pick something. And, uh, you know, chemical engineering looks safe. You know, this one, at least it's guaranteed. You got a job, you, you know, and it feels like people were trying to just put me in a box and say, you live in here. And I, I, it's, I, I always felt like, but why can't I have it all? Why, why can't I be this and this and that? And, and especially because I'm young, let me just try everything until I see where my breakthrough is. Uh, because some of these things I was really good at without trying too hard, you know, it, was, it just came out, it was natural. How do you know when something is your gift versus, you know, just forcing and, and, and so it was such a frustrating time at some point because I, it, it, it was always an awkward conversation. And sometimes it's not even just awkward when, when you're having it with your friends. It's awkward when you're even having it with yourself because you know that one day, if you want to get in front of your parents and say, I'm doing this, will you have the right facts to back it up? And I, I always you know, used to wonder and murmur it, when it comes to that because I never thought I would have you know, what it takes and, or, or to, to back up the, 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 the re my reasoning for leaving something that looked so secure, so guaranteed, a job in engineering. I mean, doesn't everybody want that? And I thought that that's where, you know, it, my breakthrough was going to be.
Kanti, I was gonna have a far bigger breakthrough in something that was a natural given talent. It was just part of who I am. It's just my voice, and uh, it. it but it it took a lot. It took a lot of um, wondering and doubting, but but also just betting on myself and just kind of uh, muting all the other conversations and saying, you know what. I think I know what this is, and I think I know what I'm doing, especially when I had a little bit of uh, the numbers to back it up. I had already made so much money. I was a student. I was one of the highest earning students, <laughs> probably, because I'm a student this side, but you, this side, I'm buying my mom houses and things. So it was, it was definitely already on that level where I could say, hey, I think this thing is working out. I think I, think I can back it up now, and then I could kind of make that shift. But it, it, it's so often that people will always try to box you. But um, now the, the earlier part of your question had to do with the times that we're living in right now. You know, COVID-19 has brought about such a lot of disruption. And we are thinking two things. We are thinking reinventing ourselves. We are thinking new ways of income, right? And we, we're wondering what's going to happen because it's uncertainty. It's just everywhere. Um, companies are retrenching those that are not retrenching yet are going to retrench as soon as things look like they're calming down and um, others um, are going to be doing price cuts and uh, i mean um, uh, let's say salary cuts and you're wondering if you could still afford your house and your car or just your lifestyle after that you know it, so there's so much uncertainty and it, it really calls for it calls on us to become a little more creative this is the time when there's uncertainty and change happening you need to now start digging into yourself and what what is your stuff? What's that stuff that you've been putting to the side saying, I'm gonna do it one day, one day I'm gonna, you know? Um, we would always say one day when I have time and then God came, slapped the whole world and gave you 50 days of lockdown sitting at home and said, here's 50 <laughs> days. Let me see what you're going to do. Since you've been saying one day when I have time, you got 50 days. What did you do with your time? <laughs> you know? After this, God's gonna say, Everybody's getting one. Look at you see. 50 days for you. <laughs> we all got it. <laughs> but it's up to so, us how we're gonna yeah. use it. You know, it's up to us how we're gonna use it. Are we gonna use it to to start? Uh, you know, giving our talents a chance, you know, whether that means getting some training, attending some courses, you, you never know when you're going to need it. You know, someone said something profound to me yesterday. You don't get paid for what you do. You get paid for what you know. So some of us get paid more because we know more. So even if you learn something and you're wondering, where am I ever going to use this? Learn it because you never know where it's going to come up or how useful it's going to be sometime later into the future. So it's so important to learn as much as you can, even when you're not quite sure how this is going to fit into the bigger picture. Um, but this is also a time to, to give your, your, your talents and your passions an opportunity as well, because they might actually be your lifeline. They might actually be the thing that kind of carries you through this time of uncertainty and actually bring you into a new promised land where you're thinking, wow, I didn't even think I could get here. And I would have never gotten here with the job I had before. How I actually um, left chemical engineering and, and went off full time into what I'm doing right now. One of the things that happened in that time where I was still uncertain, I always, you know, um, I rely on God to kind of just give me a 
big sign, whether it's a big kick or a slap or just an open door. And what happened this time was I lost my bursary. This felt crazy because um, it was at a time where Skizma Swall had just started. The bursaries were not sure what's going on because uh, engineering had just started to become something that went from being highly in demand to uncertain because companies were busy retrenching, cutting people off. Uh, um, some mines that they thought they were going to build, like Sossel thought they were going to build something uh, new, and then the government pulled out, and then that didn't happen anymore. Now they had too many students that were going to come, but they needed to cut some. So they were starting to cut, and then they cut me too, and I lost my bursary. And I thought, you, the one thing that I always feared came true. And instead yeah. of thinking that this was the worst thing that could happen, actually, that was the best thing that could happen. The worst, best thing to happen to me was me losing that bursary because that was a kick to say, okay, now the red light, is, now the light is finally red in the direction that you were going, but it's now green in that direction. So then I took that left and I went full out and I've, being able to live um, 10 times better of a life. I just want to, you know, uh, part of um, the, the journey is we, we want to also know, know the person behind the career, the person that is thriving. Uh, give us like, you know, um, an outlook of what a day in Weza's life is like when you, um, you know, busy with different scripts for different brands for radio for tv yeah. i mean people hear your voice every single day one way or another and yeah. it's very distinct how how do you you know put put yourself in a in a in a, in a mindset that you know i, I think it, it takes a lot because what you do is also artistry it requires um focus and dedication how do you prepare for the different voices that you have to enact for us to enjoy and to you know receive media so to speak um i uh if i just explain to you how today went today i did um five voiceovers for sabc one i did uh two voiceovers for safm i did a voiceover for er24 so i did about um let's say give or take eight nine voiceovers today um and um these were different, you know, the, 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 the SABC one ones were like movie like, you know, action and that type of stuff and others were rom-com. So when it comes to recording ads, you first have to understand what was going on in the mind of the person who wrote this, you know, were they trying to um, be, um, you know, um, were they trying to be all um, romantic and lovey-dovey? Were they trying to be funny? Were they trying to, you know, induce that action-packed a dramatic feel or is it just a, a corporate sounding um let's say formal address to 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 an audience so the er24 thing was like one of those welcome to er24 for emergency help press one you know that that's what that was so it was more calm you know that type of uh, vibe and then SAFM is always more or less the same distinct thing because i'm the voice of SAFM, so it's always going to be something along the lines of COVID-19 update on SAFM. So it's, it's a little upbeat, but it's, so it's almost like in my brain, I have got hard drives of voices that I use. I'm like, for SAFM, I use this voice. For MTN, I use this voice. For um, uh, Colgate, I use this voice. For Coca-Cola, I use that voice. I, I kind of have a, like a little library, it's weird. But, um, so, so, but every time, if, if it's action, you know, if, do they want it deep and croaky, you know, or do they want it lighter or more energetic? So I, I figure out these type of things first. 
if they have music great if they don't have music i try to imagine what music they would want to use so i try to first be the person who wrote the thing so that when i do it i can do it the way they imagine it being done and they and then it just clicks and then they love you forever and then they want to use you again and again and again because you're just so good i'll tell you this one crazy story i had to do a voiceover um in um in linden i don't have a t- uh, i don't have a car or anything so i'm always using the gps plus how train maps so i take a how train from from campus uh, it was early in the morning i had to be there at 9 and i had to take a how train from campus in pretoria all the way down to santin i get to santin i take a how bus and i'm taking most of the maps say okay how bus can go to here then you still left with this distance then the gps how long should i walk and uh, i get off the bus and i take a gps to see how long i should walk and i say you i'm going to be late but let me maybe let me run so i'm trying to run i'm trying to run i'm like i first of all i'm going to be out of breath when i get there and i won't be able to record that well second of all i'll still be late even if i run and then i see a truck this truck's got bricks at the back it gets to a robot and it stops and i'm thinking you know what there was a township weza back in the day who used to bambi stand ibaba you just run behind these things and you grab them behind and then you just get on and i thought should i do it I thought hey mara this is lenten santin nangaz what if they are gonna like this might get in trouble and i'm thinking you know what there's two ways us there's one that got late and then there's one that got there on time i ran behind that thing mama mama got in love it that there with the brakes we went all the way you know i apologize when we got off i got i gave the guy the 10 rand he's like i know i'm crazy i got off got to the studio one time recorded they loved it i'm still uh, those guys are still my clients even till today we did a gig that that day because i got there early it turns out that more work came my way they said hey do you have a home studio i said yes i have a home studio they said okay great because th- we're going to have a lot of this stuff and it will better if you record at home and we managed to do a deal that was like worth s- six figures and i could still you know attend class but it all needed me to pay the price that morning and get there on time and do a good job and because i did that i could get the rest so as i said in the beginning of that uh, analogy do you have what it takes because it's going to cost something my last question to you goes back to your your love for for mentorship and you know igniting the passion in young people and making them believe that they can do things and i think you're full of it and i i i just respect that you you take time to also pay it forward uh, how important is that and i think i speak to the fact that as as black people um we we lack that spirit in in some ways we do it and in some ways we 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 don't do it well and in in many ways we disregard it how important is it for you to 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 give it back to give back what you sort of like you know received and you've worked hard for it and and you never got it on a silver platter but you still see it fit to inspire other people and to take time to actually mentor them um can you just talk about the the significance of mentorship especially in this time where young people are going to be coming out of school and the economy and the life as we know is drastically changing i think lending a hand and helping each other is going to go a long way and why is that important for you it's it it you know you you pay it forward um it's so important also because the more you give the more you get to give so um it's it's weird that uh if you think about it It, there's that person at home maybe in your family there's that uh 
that person who's doing well is doing better than everybody else and that person's helping quite a lot have you ever heard of someone who was doing very well who helped people so much that he got broke and now he's broke because he helped other people no normally the more you help the more you get in fact those people become more and more and more successful because they're actually out there helping as well so it's so important to to do that it it, it just um and if you can also balance it out and find a way to to um make a living while helping other people it just works even better in fact if you check out my videos on social media uh, or my voiceover videos i i often have this hashtag make a living speaking and uh, or or live your dream and those were so that those guys uh let, let me say um tepo or or or, or spiwe from uh, tembisa in that township he maybe he's not good in maths maybe he's not good in in uh, physics and this stuff but he's actually got this voice man he's actually being complimented for presenting or voiceovers or something uh, he didn't know that there could be a career but every time he sees my videos every time he sees another one and another one and another one he's like no matter this thing is a real thing this thing can this guy is because i never had a guy to point at and say mom you see this guy i want to be like this guy because there were no there was no one doing that so when i came out i said i want to be that person that can give another person another op- another option to say hey there's also this thing though i think i have this about me maybe i could go into this direction and normally you have all those doubts but every time you see me do it and every time you see me successful and every time you see me still doing another gig and another gig and another gig you say hey man but this thing is real this this thing can you can have and make a living from this and i say yeah i'm actually making a better living than what i would have done if i was a chemical engineer yes you can make a living from this and more and more people can get to believe in a new dream or believe in the dreams that they've always had for themselves or the passions that they've always had so i wanted to be that person and and i just want to you know further that vision more and more so um there's so much that i i still want to do but that's just uh, a tip of the iceberg yeah